In this episode of Locked On Capitals, we talk about Alex Ovechkin. We talk about him getting number 767, surpassing Yamir Yager. I know this is the second night in a row, but guess what? It is worth talking about. And then we are going to talk about the games that are coming up ahead for the Washington Capitals. They're in their division. So these games mean a lot of points for the Washington Capitals. They are what I consider must-win games. We'll talk about all of that and more next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome in to this edition of Locked On Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. This podcast is free and available on all the major platforms. So when you're using your podcatcher of choice, go ahead and hit that follow or subscribe button. That way you will know when the new podcasts are available. And as always, Locked On Capitals and all the Locked On Cap- uh, all the Locked On podcasts are free and available wherever you get your podcast. And thank you for making Locked On Capitals your first listen or view of the day. Yes, we are also on YouTube. So if you don't want to just listen to this, you want to watch it, head on over to YouTube and then hit that little bell in the corner so you'll know when the new videos are available. And to start off this video cast podcast, I got to wrap the Alex Ovechkin jersey here. I mean, what a great evening it was with Alex Ovechkin as he finally passes Yamir Yager to get number 767. Wow. It's, I mean, and it's a big night for the Washington Capitals in general, um, just because, I mean, if you think about it, we will look back on this time and we'll tell our kids about this. And uh, it, it doesn't even necessarily matter if you're a Capitals fan, if you're an NHL fan in general, or even just a fan of sports, to remember where you were when Alex Ovechkin got number 767, and uh, Evgeny Kuznetsov talks about it as much, and we'll talk about it, and we'll see it in the next video here, about, you know, just kind of remembering where you are. And he he kind of said that, I hope he remembers me later. You know, we're teammates now, but just for him to be associated with such a big name, um, I, I think it's just something that uh, you don't maybe realize or appreciate uh, right off the bat. But Like I say, what a great night for Alex Ovechkin and the Washington Capitals as he nets 767. And uh, in this article, he says, this means a lot, Ovechkin told NBC Sports Washington's Al Koken in a postgame interview. Obviously, for this organization, for the fans, for my family who watched it in Russia, I'm very excited, very happy. And it's nice to be the number one all-time who played from Europe. It's very special. And, uh, you know, considering everything that's going on over in Russia and Ukraine, I think that this um, also kind of makes it even mean a little bit more, uh, as you know, that the light has been kind of uh, shined or shown on Alex Ovechkin and some of the Russians negatively. So I think for him to just kind of remove himself uh, from all of that for this evening, if only this evening only. Uh, is a big thing for him. And uh, it's a big deal for the Washington Capitals. Like I say, in front of him, it's Gordy Howe and Wayne Gretzky, the great one. So for him to be up to number three is a huge deal. 
there's no doubt about that. And uh, I hope that he can just continue to keep building in that direction. And uh, like I said, we are going to have a video of the post game press conference, and uh, we'll go to that right now. When you have a pressure all the time. And, uh, you know, um, he wants to be in history, and right now he is. So I think uh, you're relieved too, right? Yeah, I got in the picture finally. <laughs> so it's seven years. Well, we've asked you about a lot of these, and you've had, it uh, seems like a milestone every, every two months for like five years now. But I mean, number three all time, I mean, that's different than six, five, four, right? I mean, like, number three is big. Yeah. Um, Obviously, I'm happy, you know. Um, uh, first, like, being a uh, first European player uh, all of time, you know, on goals, Russian-born player, uh, you know, it's uh, um, it's pretty cool, you know. Um, you know, uh, you know, past all those uh, names, uh, legends, um, you know, uh, it's... Uh, it's history, you know, it's going to be forever, and, uh, you know, I uh, hope somebody's going to break uh, my record, uh, you know, and uh, we'll see. You played against Jogger, I mean, like, like, yeah. like you know him. Like, is it different when you're passing a guy that you that you, that you played against, you know? Yeah, I would say it's, uh, it's special. Obviously, when uh, if he didn't uh, go back to the KHL, I think uh, he will be, uh, you know, uh, two and maybe number one, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. Uh, now I'm happy, and, uh, uh, you know, uh, how I said, being number one on the European player, um, you know, Russian player, it's, uh, it's pretty cool. Did you see his congratulations video, Yager? Uh, he sent you a congratulations video. Did uh, you see it yet? No, I didn't. So I he's going to come back in the next two. Oh, yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> you know, great. That shot from the pocket four or five years ago, that was kind of a money play for you. I just close my eyes and shoot because I have pretty, pretty good chances, you know, previous games. And, uh, you know, finally Kuzi win a good face-off, you know, and, uh, you know, ride my stick. So, um, it's a, and uh, score on a very good friend, Warley, is, uh, you know, it's uh, nice too. What is up now? Yeah, it is, but, you know, I'm still playing, you know. Um, you never know what's going to happen in the future. You never know what's going to happen tomorrow. Uh, you know, I'm happy. You know, um, I did it, and uh, we did it as a team. And, uh, you know, um, now it's now it's just a, a period of time. If I can do it, I will. If uh, something not, like not happen, like, you know, uh, I'm happy. Kuzi, what does it mean to you to, to get the assist? I think you were... I think you assisted on number 700 too, right? Yeah, that's why he, when he didn't put me in the picture, it was oh, just him. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you get the picture this time? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's like I said before. You know, like uh, for now, he's just friend, teammate, right? And you, you don't really even think about who you play with. And for us, you know, he's a he's so so close to us, and we never even talk about. He's like you know accomplished all those milestones and 
I'm pretty sure one day when I'm going to retire, you know, I hope he, he, he's going to be still friends with me. We're going to s sit somewhere and, and, and think about and, and remember some of those milestones. You know, for now, we just, you know, we, we kind of turn the page and, and, and focus next. You know, it's, it's such a long year and such a short career, so you just don't even, don't even think about that. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, uh, how I said, I think nobody wants me uh, to score that goal. And, um, you know, it's not about who was on the line. It's uh, all our team. You know, we, we play together. It doesn't matter uh, who's on the ice. So, you know, uh, everybody uh, involved for this uh, milestone. So um, I would say, uh, like, I'm really happy, well, happy and uh, thankful to been this team so for such a long, long time and uh, you know uh, with uh, especially with those guys yeah obviously it's uh, um, it's all like it's always fun uh, when you get a milestone and you get a win um, obviously it sucks when uh, uh, my kids didn't see it, my wife didn't see it, my, my parents but they're watching at home so um, they're happy and um, that's the uh, most important thing want to follow up on that. I mean, what have the last couple of weeks been like for you? I mean, you know, you're chasing history. There's a lot of heat on you, a lot of criticism out there, you know, with what's going on. Your family's not here. What, what has this been like? Uh, you know, it's it's been tough, but uh, how I said, we, uh, we're athletes, and uh, uh, we just have to do our job and uh, focus in on the uh, um, thing what we're doing uh, best, you know. Uh, we just play hockey and uh, enjoy our moment. So in that moment that he was talking about all the stuff that he was going through, um, just, just, I think like I was talking about earlier that, uh, it was kind of hard on him that he wasn't able to have his wife and his family with him, uh, just because of everything that's going on over in Russia. But again, what a great night, uh, for Alex Ovechkin and, uh, just kind of remember where you were at when you saw him get 767 and, uh, and just let that not, you know, kind of just glaze over you. That was a big deal. Uh, what he did there. And uh, we'll talk more about Alex Ovechkin in his legendary career. And uh, it's not over yet. I mean, it, it continues, but we'll talk a little bit more about that monumental night last night. And then uh, we're going to talk about the games that are coming ahead. But first, it's that time of year again, as college basketball tournament is finally upon us. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, betonline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. Bet Online remains the best, best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet Online, where the game starts. So, as you all know, and we've been talking about all week, is that uh, the trade deadline is looming, and you want to keep it to Locked On Capitals, um, and I'm going to have you covered. So, if there is any news breaking as far as transactions or big moves by the Washington Capitals, say they pick up that big-name goalie, or say there's, they make a transaction that you really didn't see coming, keep it to Locked On Capitals, and uh, I'm going to be going live at 3.30 Eastern, to break down everything that happened. We don't do that a lot with Locked On, so it's going to be a big deal for Locked On is to go live. So if you can, 
uh, tune in at 3.30 Eastern, or it'll be recorded and put out later. So on Monday, March 21st, like I said, 3.30 Eastern, tune in to Locked On Fantasy's Hockey Live Deadline Reaction Show to get all the on-ice fantasy and betting analysis you need from your host, Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone, with appearances from our roster of local team experts plus Catch our very own live Locked On Capitals for our immediate reaction to the Capitals moves. So I guess, yeah, we're going to go on at 3 Eastern and the reaction show is at 3.30. Nonetheless, tune into both those shows. It's going to break down every big deal that happened in the NHL. And, you know, like I say, I've taken that day off for years just because it is so exciting to see the moves that take place. And it doesn't necessarily have to be the Washington Capitals. If you are a fan of the NHL, which I know most hockey fans, I mean, they're, they have their hometown favorite team, of course, but most people are a fan of the NHL in general and locked on has got you covered. So just tune in. It's going to be a big day, March 21st. Okay. So we continue on with our coverage of uh, Alex Ovechkin getting 767. And I think it's worthy of covering it in two episodes, maybe more, uh, like I say, it's easy to to kind of get lost and not remember these monumental events, but Alex Ovechkin getting 767 is a big deal. Make no mistake. You know, I'd, I'd like to have Alex Ovechkin on the show, but I don't think that's going to happen. He's a pretty big name out there. So, but, you know, like we were talking about in that video and, uh, you know, Afghani Kuznetsov is talking about is just just trying to remember where you were when that happened and uh, how what a great team teammate Alex Ovechkin is. He's not just a great goal scorer, but he is a great person in general. But with a sense of pride, Ovechkin feels over goal number 767 also came a sense of relief, even for arguably the greatest goal scorer of all time. Sometimes those milestones can be hard to finally reach. Ovechkin says he probably gets more worried, or excuse me, Dmitry Orlov said he probably gets more worried about sometimes if the goal will happen. Teammate and countryman Dmitry Orlov says, I think once it was the same thing, he should beat Sergei Fedorov. Orlov added, you can see he was frustrated then and the same type of thing here. Uh, and this is an article off uh, NBC Sports Washington from J.J. Uh, Regan, and uh, he covers the Capitals very well. J.J., if you happen to be listening to this show, I would love to have you on to talk cap sometime. <laughs> on November 8th, 2015, Ovechkin scored career goal number 483 against the Toronto Maple Leafs to tie Sergei Fedorov for the most goals among a Russian-born player. He scored a second goal that game to break the record, but it was called back on a review for goalie interference. That goal weighed on Ovechkin as he would go on to have a four-game goal drought. It took him five more games to finally push through and pass Fedorov, scoring number 484 on November 19th against the Dallas Stars. So Ovechkin has just been chipping away and chipping away at this record for quite some time, and it's it's good for him to finally get um, some just you know relief for that because I think, like I say, it weighed so heavily on his mind. I would say, like the last uh, week or so of games, you could see that he was just chomping at the bit, and every time he would shoot the puck and it wouldn't hit the back of the net, he would kind of just look up at the ceiling or he'd look up at the fans, and uh, you could see that level of uh, frustration uh, in Alex Ovechkin. So for him. To finally get that is just is such a big deal. Fast forward to 2022, Ovechkin tied Yager on March 8th against the Calgary Flames with his second goal of the night. He then missed another empty net opportunity just minutes later. The following night, he missed a wide open net 
against the Edmonton Oilers. Against the Vancouver Canucks, an Ovechkin shot squeaked past goalie Thatcher Demko and trickled onto the goal line, but Kuznetsov swept into the net, thus claiming the goal that would have been Ovechkin's. And um, that was a kind of a funny moment, too. I remember Bruce Boudreaux talking about, he's like, he can get that goal, but I don't want him to get it against our team. So it was kind of funny that he was able to get it against Barry Trotz. Um, I have not seen Barry Trotz reaction to that yet. And uh, maybe I will play that uh, video in coming days if I get it. But um, just for Barry Trotz being his coach for some time, that had to be kind of a, a bittersweet moment as well. Uh, because, you know, there's a lot of history between Alex Ovechkin and Barry Trotz. So, you know, maybe to a certain extent, you know, he was happy to. I know that he's the coach of the Islanders now, but um, I think that the Capitals probably hold a special place in Barry Trotz's heart just because he got them the cup uh, in 2018. That was something that the Capitals were chasing for many years. So for Barry to do that and just all of his uh, coaching staff and everyone that was associated uh, with Barry Trotz, hats off to him. They will forever hold a special place in Washington, D.C. Caps fans' hearts. Entering Tuesday's game, it certainly appeared as if number 767 was weighing heavy in Ovechkin's mind. He is never shy about shooting, but he seemed to be releasing the puck too early on opportunities from too far out. His shots were easily turned aside without doing much to threat New York Islanders goalie Semyon Varlamov. Ovechkin reacted to almost every shot with a frustrated look at the ceiling, wonder when the goal would finally come. And that's what I was talking about there earlier is that, you know, I think that when you have uh, your next goal with that kind of magnitude or anything in life, think about it. You know, if I get this job, my life will change. Then that's all you spend your time thinking about. I think that's kind of what Alex Ovechkin was going through is that he just wanted to get to be number three. You know, I know that there's Gordie Howe, but he's got a ways to go before he reaches Gordie Howe and Wayne Gretzky. Don't get me wrong. He will do it. It's just going to take some time. There's a bit of a gap between where Yager and Gordie Howe are. So he just needs to keep concentrating at the goal at hand and uh, to keep getting goal after goal. That's going to get him closer to it, but he can't um, sit there and think that this goal has this sort of significance and that goal has that kind of significance. Otherwise, it's going to be difficult for him. And uh, I think, and I think that now that he passed uh, Yamir Yager, I think that he can kind of put those thoughts uh, in the back of his mind because, like I said, there is quite a gap uh, between uh, Yager and uh, Gordy Howe. So, or now shall we say, a big gap between Ovechkin. And uh, Gordy Howe, it did in the third period, Kuznetsov won an offensive zone draw, as we saw him talk about in the video, back to Ovechkin, who went backhand, forehand, and snapped the puck past Varlamov. And uh, Ovechkin joked with Kuznetsov and said he finally won a faceoff. So, or excuse me, uh, finally won an offensive zone draw, excuse me. So... <laughs> I think that those two just kind of have a rapport going back and forth with each other. And, uh, you know, that's why they were able to joke about it. Uh, Ovechkin says, and I don't know if I believe this, he seems to have pinpoint accuracy. I mean, if you ever watch those NHL skill competitions, they are able to hit those little targets in the corner of the net. I still don't know how they do that. Uh, I'm sure it probably has something to do with the fact that they've been doing it since they're young children. So, but Ovechkin on the goal, he says, I just close my eyes and shoot. Ovechkin says, I have pretty good chances previous games. Finally, Kuzi win a good face-off right on my stick. 
So that's what I was talking about. You know, in those two, like, I think all the the uh, Russian players on the Capitals kind of have a special bond. You know, you take a look at all the Russian players that have played on that team um, over the years. You have Fedorov and, uh, you know, even former Caps, um, Alex Semin and Varlamov, like we talked, out, talked about. But there's also Orlov uh, and Samsonov on there. So I think that that kind of helps, especially in light of what's going on uh, in modern politics now that they have kind of... Um, someone to fall back on, because as we know, it can be difficult to go through these tough times, especially when there's a lot of negative light being uh, put in the Russian player's direction. It's really kind of good that A, he was able to get that goal, and B, that even though his family isn't here, he had some people from home that he was able to celebrate it with. You got to think that there was a reason that Kuznetsov was sitting next to him. I know he had the cyst on that goal, but I think that Ovechkin... Uh, and Kuznetsov probably have a pretty big bond or a tight bond together. They've played on the team for a lot of years together. And uh, for it's just special to see Alex Ovech can get that. But it's also special to see Kuznetsov finally put his past uh, behind him and and become a great a goal scorer as well. I think that uh, Evgeny Kuznetsov is bound for bigger and better things as well. And uh, just to think last year, uh, they were talking about trading Evgeny Kuznetsov. It, it almost seems inconceivable to me, and it almost seems inconceivable if you would have said that a few years ago. He just pretty much had that, what was it, bad one season? Maybe it was two seasons. Um, so, But just for all of those Russian players to just kind of come together and uh, support around Alex Ovechkin is very special. And uh, it, it was a very special night all around uh, for the Washington Capitals. So in this next segment... We are going to talk about the game or the uh, games at hand, the games that they're going to be playing in the next couple days. And uh, we'll talk about uh, their big games. These are games within the division. We'll talk about those games next. All right. In this final segment here, we are going to talk about the games at hand with the Washington Capitals. Um, as you know, they have a game on uh, Thursday. Uh, against uh, the Blue Jackets. And then they have uh, an upcoming game on the 18th with the Hurricanes. And then a big one against former cap Braden Holpe and the Dallas Stars on March 20th. That should be a great game to watch. Um, I mean, it just, uh, I mean, I think that a lot of the Capitals fans were a little bummed out that they were not able to get Braden Holpe. It does not appear that uh, the Capitals will be able to get Braden Holpe. Uh, I, you know, there, that was the belief or that was the, I think that, you know, the Capitals wanted, the Capitals fans wanted him to come back because he was the goalie that hoisted the Stanley Cup above his head as they wanted in 2018. And they, you know, they see that, you know, they struggle a little bit in net. Uh, that has been solidified more as of late with Vitek Vanacek in the net. But I think that uh, the Caps kind of pine for a former glory. And wouldn't it be nice that if Holpe came back to the Capitals and went and had a hot streak? I, that's not going to be the case, it appears, this year as uh, Kudobin went out. And uh, so uh, Braden Holpe is the number one starter, uh, it appears, in the Dallas organization. So I do not think they will be parting with him. So the Capitals have a kind of a, a tougher schedule coming up. They have games within their division, which have the most impact. Uh, they are playing the Blue Jackets, um, and they have a 30-27-3 record. And the Blue Jackets don't really pose that big of a risk to the Capitals. They don't. Um, if you take a look at the NHL standings right now, 
The Capitals are 33 and 18 and have 76 points. And the Columbus Blue Jackets are 30 and 27 with 63 points. And there's just not really enough runway between now and the end of the year for the cap for the Columbus Blue Jackets to catch the Washington Capitals. So the Capitals don't really need to worry about the Columbus Blue Jackets, but they would like to pick up those points. Those points are big for the Capitals as they would like to get higher up in the standings. So, but you have to think to yourself too that the Columbus Blue Jackets realize that and uh, and they would like to play spoiler to the Washington Capitals. I mean, I think that unless the Washington Capitals lost every game and uh, the Blue Jackets won every game, I think it would be very difficult uh, for the Columbus Blue Jackets to do much of anything this year. They are a team that is in a bit of transition. Uh, they have issues in net, um, and they're going to be parting with one of their goaltenders. But it's a team that's just kind of struggled all season. Uh, they do have some offensive power, and they have Line a on the team. And uh, ever since he's left the Jets and gone to the Blue Jackets, uh, just an offensive powerhouse. And uh, Line a is not a name that you hear about a lot. I know he is a big name. You do hear it. But he's not often mentioned in the same breath uh, as a lot of other big NHL goal scorers. But uh, it's been rumored that they might try to move on from Line a, Um just to try to save some money there, I suppose. But I think that any team would be lucky to get someone like Line on, on their team. He has a great goal scoring touch. So like I say, the Capitals have got to be ready for that game. Not necessarily big implications uh, for the Blue Jackets, but bigger implications for the Washington Capitals as they look to pick up points, as they make their move towards the playoffs. Because that is is what it's all about right now. It's about finding out what lines work. Are you going to put Sheary on the top line? Are you going to put Wilson on the top line? Is it going to be Ovi Backstrom and fill in the blank? Or is it going to be Ovi Kuznetsov and fill in the blank? I think that they kind of need to solidify that. I know that it's in a coach's nature to kind of want to tinker with things and move this player here and move that player there until they try to find that sweet spot. And I think that Peter Laviolette has had mixed results with that. Um, but I think that that's what they need to do. They need to figure out goaltending. Who is going to be the tandem in, Was in the Washington Capitals? As I've talked about previously, and I talk about quite extensively, because I think it is the greatest need for the Washington Capitals, is uh, a good netminder. And uh, I think that Vitek Vanacek, for all intents and purposes, has solidified the number one spot in Washington as the number one netminder for the Washington Capitals. So check that off the list. Now, number two... The number two netminder, uh, that is a bigger question at hand. I know that the Capitals, it seems like um, they really want to give Ilya Samsonov every chance that he can possibly get. And I can understand that because for a lot of time, he was considered and revered as the number one netminder in the Washington Capitals organization. But his play this year has been inconsistent. So I think that, you know, if I was the coach, if I was uh, Peter Laviolette at this moment, what I would do, if it's possible, is to is to is to try Zach Fukali as the number two. I don't know what, what the implications would be uh, for Ilya Samsonov if he could go down to to Hershey for a while or something. I just think that Zach Fukali needs his shot on the big team because they are coming up on the trade deadline and there's big questions that need to be answered. And uh, most notably, who the number two is? Do they need to go out and pick someone up now? Sim, uh, or excuse me, uh, Ilya Samsonov is not a horrible goal, goaltender. He's inconsistent, 
So what I'm going to say about that is the Capitals should pick up a netminder if they can find someone that is better than Samsonov. Um, and you can take a look at the list of goalies out there. There's Jonathan Quick. There's Gorgiev. They said before, Braden Holtby. There's a lot of goaltenders out there. And some of them I could see would be an upgrade. I think Marc-Andre Fleury would be an upgrade over Ilya Samsonov. I think that Gorgiev is, which I've talked about, he would be the one goalie that I would circle on that list uh, among the free agents if they were going to pick one up and Braden Holpe, et cetera. So if they can upgrade, fine. And if they can get a good deal, fine. But I don't want to kick futures down the road in hopes of trying to win a cup this year. Because I've, as I've talked about, and Brian McClellan has talked about, is that... I don't know if this team, and, and it's my perception that they're probably not going to be cup winners this year. I would love to be proven wrong, and I would eat my words. But just based on their play, I don't think that's possible. Uh, they're kind of trying to turn it on late in the season here, and they are, you know, they're a wild card team. They're kind of a bubble team right now. So um, I think that, uh, you know, a hot goaltender, if they could have VTech and a hot number two, that would definitely help their chances. I just, I'm unsure if that would be enough. Do they have enough depth scoring? Do they have enough depth defensemen? Because as we know, every year at the conclusion of the season, uh, you talk about injuries and then you talk about the players that played injured, most notably Alex Ovechkin, who we've talked about all day today. He oftentimes, and that's how wire come from Russian, Russian machine never breaks, is that Alex Ovechkin is not afraid to play through injuries. He won't play at the top of his game if he's injured, but he oftentimes plays through injuries. So anyway, that is why you need that depth because we are going to lose some players because of injury. Count on it. You need that depth to make that push towards the playoffs, but they don't want to get in that position because I don't think they're a team on the cusp of winning a Stanley Cup. Then maybe go all in is to just, is, is if you can get a good deal, pick it up, but don't try to, to trade away futures and sell the, the farm for a team that perhaps might not even uh, make it to win the Stanley Cup. And then taking a look at it, like I say, the Hurricanes, uh, the Hurricanes, um, they are still in first place with 87 points. The Capitals beat them the last time they played them. So the implications are greater against the Hurricanes, and they are against a big opponent. So it's uh, a big, uh, like a moral boost or a moral victory uh, if you can uh, beat a team that's number one in your division. Um, and it's good to just uh, chip away at the points. I mean, taking a look at the points, Capital 76, Penguins and Rangers 81, and Hurricanes 87. So unless the Penguins or the Rangers totally fall flat on their face, I mean, it is it, it is in with sight. I mean, the Capital 76 and those two teams with 81. So it is conceivable that one of those teams could fall flat on their face and the Capitals could surpass them. It's possible that it could be the Penguins or the Rangers. Uh, the Penguins' play seems to have been a little bit more inconsistent. The Rangers' team seems to be playing a little bit better. Uh, I don't think there's enough runway for the Capitals to catch the Hurricanes. Uh, and, again, unless they totally fell on their face and lost every game, I don't think that's possible. But that's not what, what it's really about. The years that the Capitals have won the President's Trophy, they have not really gone on to uh, much b bigger and better things. They didn't win the Cup anyway on those seasons. So um, I think that winning the President's Trophy is a nice feather in your hat, but that's ultimately it. Um, it's uh, It shows that you had a good season, but it doesn't necessarily translate uh, into the postseason. So, I mean, it's not too it's not too big of a deal to get caught up on those issues. All right, that is this episode of Locked On Capitals. Now make your second listen to Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Steel Roden 
and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And I want to thank you for uh, listening and or watching to this episode of Locked On Capitals. We do these episodes five days a week. And uh, as we make this push towards the playoffs, it's a big deal to stay to Locked On because we are going to cover all the trade de- all the trade deadline activity. And we're going to talk about the games and how the Capitals do in the postseason. So it's important to tune in either to on podcast or on YouTube. And I will break down all the action with your Washington Capitals as they make their push to the playoffs, and Alex Ovechkin keeps chipping away at that goal total. He has his eye set on Gordie Howe, and let's hope he can get there soon. We'll talk to you guys again next time. Thank you for listening.